Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Uh, part eight of our continuing series with Stephen Purvis How I Survived and Recovered from Severe Congestive Heart Failure and a Severely Enlarged Heart is the name of his book. Um, a wonderful author, and he's a survivor. Uh, he has a YouTube channel. Everyone should go there and, and check it out and check out Stephen uh, Purvis. He is uh, S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Um, and also binge listen to everything that we've done here together. Uh, Frank McKay with Stephen Purvis. Welcome back, Stephen. Oh, thank you. Uh, as, as we were speaking last time, you, you were talking about uh, reversing the aging process. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about blood spinning. And I don't know, you know, and again, I'm, I'm not a medical person, uh, but I know that uh, it, the way it was explained to me, and, and many of the rock stars, you know, and I, I think the, the Rolling Stones reportedly have, have been doing it. And these guys are in 80 and these uh, in their 80s and 70, late 70s and 80s. And they're jumping around like kids on stage. And they've also, you know, been addicted at different times to heroin. And they abuse their body with alcohol and drugs and everything else. And somehow they're surviving. And some people suggest uh, that it's because of blood spinning. And again, I, I'll give you a very um, layman's type explanation of what I heard blood spinning was. Um, they, we all have dead blood cells in, in, our, in our body right now. And what uh, by taking out and filtering, uh, so to speak, the, uh, the blood, um, you eliminate the, uh, the, the dead blood cells and you buy, and as you're taking it out of one arm, it's almost like dialysis. I, you know, like in some some weird way, it's like that, and it goes around and and it's pumped back in, uh, in a cleaner uh, cleaner form, uh, filtered form into you know, let's say your other arm or another part of your body, and it's it's coming there, and then whatever you've lost in blood will uh, re, will rejuvenate itself in in your body as it goes on. Uh, am I anywhere near? Uh, what blood spinning is? Do you know about blood spinning? Um, I don't really, but but it it, it does make sense to me. Um, as we uh, as we age, uh, our organs start uh, operating at lesser efficiency, and uh, the spleen, which is which is responsible for for uh, getting rid of the uh, you know the dead dead and uh and used blood cells um doesn't operate like it it once did when we were younger so it would make sense to me that yeah that that could work really really well i think it yeah i think it could yeah i know i know um i know that uh they had something called blood doping that olympic athletes used to use years ago haven't heard much of it recently where an athlete would, would, uh, they would take his own blood, store it. And then before an athletic event, they would pump it back into a system to give him an extra, extra blood. And, uh, supposedly that would improve their, uh, their athletic proficiency. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think any filtering that you do, uh, would, uh, 
would help your uh, your activity level. So it makes good sense to me. Uh, what do you know about the reverse uh, aging? Uh, about reversing the aging process, and and again, uh, you know, I know we're not there yet, but there is research, and uh, and th there are people that are making um, at least some whispers of some pretty big claims on reversing the aging process. I mean, are, are these things that you're looking into yourself? Uh, I mean, the the blood spinning, for example, is that something you would ever attempt? Um, well, I wouldn't attempt it unless I had a really good reason to. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the effect would last long, number one. And, and so, but if like if I were in a band and had to jump around, uh, yeah, right. Then that would be a good reason to do it. You know, I I could see that. I, but um, but I I can't imagine uh, I can't imagine me having any reason to do it. But um, I th I think I I personally think the uh, the uh, Telomere research is g going to be the uh, our best option at this point, uh, as far as extending our our lives. Um, I remember the, at the end of that article, one one of the research scientists uh, he speculated he he said he said. Uh, his best guess was that once they were able to to implement the telomere research into human beings, that the average lifespan would be a hundred thousand years, or half the people alive at that time would live a hundred thousand years, and and half of those people would live another hundred thousand years. <laughs> wow. So, so that that that's kind of the the kind of research they're doing. What one of the but but and and I know that's uh, you know a gross ex, uh, a gross uh, explanation gross meaning large visible explanation but one of the things that occurs to me is that uh, are are we are we can are is our personality or our mental being are 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 we constructed to last for that long to live for that long and you know what if you suddenly found yourself able to live for 200 years healthfully mm. do you think would you start getting you know bored with life you know to, I wouldn't if I could, you know, if I could think, if I could write, if I could create music, if I could do radio, um, I, I wouldn't. I, I, at least I don't think I would. I, I yeah. Well, that so much that, that yeah, that was the the thing that that uh, that that I've thought about. Uh, mentally, are we capable of living that long? Um, Two hundred years, okay. What about ten thousand years? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what are your about your memories? You, you know, right. 
Well, that's, as, that, that's you know, so, that's a little different. So it's, it's, 200, yeah, though. It's, I think 200, yeah. boy, if I could live to 200 years, I would love that. I'd love to, uh, you know, get to 100 and then tell you, tell you, you know, like if I can live to 2067, that'll make me 100. And if I get to 100 and somehow I'm healthy, um, I, you know, I would, uh, I, I would want to live longer, I think. But I, I guess at, at some point, maybe it's like, maybe you say to yourself, you know what, it's time to, it's time to let somebody else enjoy the same air that I've been enjoying. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm so far removed from that. I, I, you know, I, I got a lot of things left to do. I've been to, uh, you know, about 50 countries, uh, all 50 states and six continents. I, I want to get to, you know. Antarctica. I almost got there a couple of times, and I want to get there, and I want to get to at least a hundred countries, if not all of them. And uh, you know, so there's still a lot of things I want to see my you know children grow up and be happy, and uh, hopefully grandchildren. And and you know, if I could live long enough to see great great grandchildren, it would be a blessing. But uh, I mean, there's a million things that uh, that I haven't done that I want to continue to do. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm big on, you know, when you have a book, and I've got eight books. I mean, um, I, you know, I, I have another 10 that aren't, you know, that aren't quite finished or whatever, but then I want to complete these books. I need time. I need time to get these uh, these things done. And, um, you know, to me it's important. You know, you your book 100 years from now could be picked up by somebody and it could change somebody's life. To me, that's like oh, in, in some ways immortality. I mean, that's uh, your your book goes on forever. I mean, is, uh, has has Aristotle or, or Socrates, Plato have they ever died? You know, I mean, their uh, their work is still being talked about. Uh, Einstein is Einstein dead? I mean, his his theories keep going on and on. He's physically not here anymore, but I mean, the work that he's done has has been marvelous. You could say the same, I guess, about you know, in a lesser uh, to a lesser extent, actors and musicians, and you know, John Lennon was assassinated in in uh, nineteen eighty. Uh, you know, his music is is still some of the best selling music of uh, of of the year, and and you know, for since that time, he's been one of the highest selling artists since you know, along with you know the Beatles and and his own work. Uh, you know all of this. You know all of these things that um, that allow you to go on forever. I mean, there's there's a lot to do. There's a lot to leave here, leave behind, and and uh, legacy is an important thing to me. I mean, how about you? I mean, again, Stephen Purvis is our our guest, continuing series, how I survived and recovered from severe congestive heart failure and a severely enlarged heart is the name of his book. Uh, but but what about you? I mean, uh, how long would you want to live? Well, that that's a good question. I the answer is I don't know. <laughs> I I um because of what I've been through yeah, I could I could I could die today and I I'd be I'd be concerned about my family, but other than that it, it would be okay. I'm not I'm sure that uh, when that time comes, I I probably will feel anxious, maybe fear, maybe terror. Yeah. But I'm I'm not uh, I'm not afraid of the concept of dying because I know it's inevitable. Yeah. 
Um, but um, it's just uh, part of part of living is you know part of living is dying. And uh, when you have a strong uh, religious belief like I do, it's uh, very very comforting. And even from the scientific point of view, like I said in an earlier episode, we are all part of this universe, and nothing that is us is going to escape from this universe. We, it is, we're just planted in this universe. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm more concerned about the quality in which I, I die. <laughs> I, I personally would like to go in my sleep having pleasant dreams and no pain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I, I think that's about, you know, the best I could hope for. But if, if I had, uh, 200,000 years, yeah, I'd go for it. I mean, you know, I don't think. Did you I say two hundred thousand years or two hundred two hundred years? Yeah, two hundred. Oh, what? Well, well, I said if you had two hundred years, I mean, 200, it just, yeah, two hundred years, I would go for it. Two hundred years. If I had two hundred thousand, I'd go for it. Yeah. <laughs> if I could, if I could live in a decent manner. I'm not sure. You know, according to uh, a lot of these, uh, a lot of scientists. Uh, the Earth, there's a good chance uh, life on Earth won't exist in 200,000 years. But, but I hear that, and on the other hand, I've I've seen a, a video that was very convincing about a, I think it was a Russian scientist uh, uh, at the turn of the century, I think it was. He 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 came up. Uh, with the chart showing showing times of you know the earth heating up and the earth going down and he he felt that it was due to the sun not to the, not to the uh, the uh, carbon in, in the air and um, he you know his his if you lo- go along his predictions we're at, at a, a warm the top of a warm spot, we're going to go down again. So the earth is going to get colder and drier. And um, so who, who do you believe? I don't know. I mean, I've seen, I've seen scientists, more scientists, that are predicting that the hydrocarbons we're emitting into the air are going to create, um, the, they, they call it the greenhouse effect, and and the earth, the atmosphere is become, going to become so hot that nothing can survive. But but then I other scientists like this gentleman, um, they say it's all cyclical and we're we're at the end of a cycle, and that we're going back down. And I think uh, I think Donald Trump kind of leans in, in his direction yeah. when he made his comments. Uh, I. Th- I think I think he, uh, you know, he probably shouldn't have said. I know more than the scientists. Probably what he should have said that well, there are scientists that say it's going the other way, you know. So, so I don't know. 
who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Probably in your lifetime and mine, we're safe. Yeah. But our great-great-grandchildren, I, I just don't know, you know. Yeah. It's, listen, they're going to they're gonna figure out things. Look, uh, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I guess it is, 30 years ago, uh, we didn't know what the Internet was. Think of that. I remember in, uh, in, in um, and again, Stephen Purvis, author Stephen Purvis is our very special guest. I remember in 1983, we, uh, my brother and I, I was 16 years old, my brother and I got my, uh, my uh, uh, single divorced mom uh, her first microwave. That year we got her uh, an answering machine for the first time, uh, VCR, and I think there was another... There was another thing, microwave, answering machine, and uh, VCR. And I, if I think of it, I'll, I'll let you know. But those, those three things in 1983, and so many of our friends got their first of those. And, I mean, you think about it. I, I mean, we didn't have a microwave. We didn't have a VCR, and we didn't have an answering machine. I, I uh, cable TV came on about that time, too. Yeah, cable TV and, we had uh, a little computer, earlier. Yeah. And computers... Uh, were were reasonably priced. Yeah, too. we we got our first computer. I think two years after that, uh, for a business that uh, we had a newspaper, and we got our first computer there. It was an I, IBM compatible blue chip. It was called blue chip brand. It cost us a thousand dollars, and it um, it saved us uh, a lot of typesetting for a newspaper we owned. But uh, anyway, th- the point is that uh, you get these breakthroughs. And that was probably the microchip is, is what, you know, when they perfected the microchip or whatever you want to call it. That's why those things became affordable. All of those things, uh, all of those things came up. Um, but I, it, the Internet is, uh, is, you know, past the microchip since the Internet. I mean, we have, you know, our Jetson phones. We have our iPhones, our smartphones. There's more information on my iPhone and more technology involved, I think, than what they uh, what they landed uh, Neil Armstrong on the moon with, you know, technology wise, you know, and and <laughs> I don't know. I, I heard a statistic the other day, and and, and they said that there's more complicated uh, matter that goes into my iPhone than uh, than what was actually there, uh, getting Neil Armstrong and and his crew to the moon. So uh, so anyway, it, it, since these breakthroughs. Life has changed as we know it. I mean, completely changed as we know it. And I, I mean, God only knows what, and I mean that sincerely, God only knows uh, what our children and our great-grandchildren are going to have at their disposal and, you know, what they might, uh, you know, have to offset anything that uh, that comes in. They could have, you know, sun-blocking rays that, reverse the uh the greenhouse effect you know whatever who knows what the, what they're going to have but uh you know i do know that uh you know stanley kubrick and we're running out of time here but uh stanley kubrick uh predicted the future twice um in clockwork a uh, clockwork orange and in 2001 a space odyssey and he didn't and he was a great filmmaker but he didn't do a great job of predicting the future i don't think the internet was predicted in either one of those those things, Woody Allen and his sleeper, you know, like or whatever. Uh, that was a look at the uh, at the future, and that was nothing like uh, the future. Most of the things that predicted the future, even the Twilight Zone, who predicted it well, the Jetsons uh, predicted the future a couple times pretty well. But other than that, a lot of them didn't. 
Um, we're just about out of time. Uh, give us a last thought, a, a, a closing thought here. And we got about a minute and a half left. Give us your YouTube channel one more time. Okay. It's uh, Stephen Purvis, and that's S-T-E-P-H-E-N, P is in Paul, U-R, V is in Victor, I-S. And, uh, and, and I have a, a video on my uh, heart condition there. Well, listen, uh, just a, a great job on all of this, and, and I look forward to more. And uh, everyone binge listen to everything that we've been doing with Stephen Purvis, a retired doctor of uh, chiropractic medicine, and how I survived and recovered from severe congestive heart failure. And the severely enlarged heart is the name of the book. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.